Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. And this is a new series in, inside the Intentional Encourager podcast that is going to bring you different voices of intentional encouragement around particular subjects. Today, I am so thrilled to have our first of these Intentional Encourager podcast series with the incomparable Pat Tinney and my good buddy, Marsh Bice. Marsh uh, is the host of the Daily Sales Life, a podcast every day. I can't do a podcast every day, but Marsh does one. Check out the Daily Sales Life and Pat Tinney's new book, The Bonus Round, is coming out very soon. You can also get Perpetual Hunger and you can also get Unlocking Yes. And Pat Tinney and Marsh Spice join me today on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing good, thanks. Oh, man, I feel like I'm part of Grand Funk. You know, it's like the three of us. <laughs> Grand Funk Railroad. Only Pat Tinney would drop a Grand Funk Railroad in the middle of a, a podcast. Pat, let me start with you. Yes. We're in the midst of a global recession right now, and our country here in the United States and Canada has also been affected by it. You're no stranger to selling through recessions. What big, What piece of advice can you give folks right now that are saying, my goodness, how am I going to continue to sell through a global recession? Well, you know, we're all in the same boat, um, unless you're working for a large corporation. And so I, I think what it is, is you've got to network um, a lot harder. And you, you've got to reach out to people who know people and say, um, would you introduce me? Can I get connected? Um, would you recommend me? And there's a whole pile of things that you can do uh, to get yourself going. Um, you know, it used to be that we used to just be able to walk into a store or, you know, um, uh, you know visit people uh, whenever we wanted. Well, now the store is their home. Mm -hmm. In a lot of cases, people are just working from home. So we have to figure out how to, how to, how to get that whole thing going. And, um, you know, I, I just encourage patience, but persistence. Yep. Marsh, let me come to you on this, this question here, because your business has, has had buying habits consistently change. And right now there are folks that are, that are navigating salespeople navigating through changing buying habits. When a salesperson comes to you and says, Marsh, how do I keep up with the constant changing of buying habits with my customers? What piece of advice do you give those folks that are trying to navigate the changing buying habits? Well, number one, reps. Number two, reps. Number three, reps. <laughs> so like I tell my guys, you have to suck before you succeed. And so there's a tendency when something is new um, to kind of push away from that and say, well, I'm not good at that. You're never going to get good at it, and you're always going to be bad at it if you shy away from it. But if you continuously take the reps and if the landscape changes, one thing that salespeople are, veteran salespeople tend to do is, is they tend to bridge everything or relate everything to back in the days. When back in the days is what got you to where you are today, it's not gonna get you to 
to the future, man. So when you have these situations, you know, when the landscape changes like that, the only way that you're going to do it, it's all uncharted waters, Brian, for us all, man. But it's, it's a tremendous advantage for you because we're, it's a level playing field. And so what you have to do is you just have to continuously go at it. And at each time that you fail or each time that you connect or somewhere in between, you just keep reworking it, reworking it, and then go right back at it again. Yeah. So true, Marsh. Yeah, I love that, that is, answer. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Pat, let me come to you with this one because you have developed a reputation through this thing as a giver. You have given a lot of your services away. You've given other resources away. Why is it important for salespeople to continue to be givers through these unusual times? Well, you know, for all of us, it's going to be a personal thing. Um, you know, for me, uh, I just think the people that are going to take it worst through all of this are single moms. They're just going to take it very hard. Mm. And so for me to give away some of my time to people, um, you know, to help um, level them up a little bit, um, I just think it's my time to give. And, you know, and I've, I've been giving to, you know, uh, people from all stripes uh, uh, through business. Some people are having uh, difficulties right now. Others are shored up a little bit better. But let's remember, as Marsh uh, points out, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And when you see people lining up to get food, you better get out there and do your best to not only provide for your team, but also provide for people who don't have a team. Yeah, so true, Pat. So true. What a beautiful answer. Marsh, you know, when, when you think about, I, I want to get your perspective on what you're hearing from folks that you're engaged with, because again, I think a lot of people are, you know, some, some people are having a good time in business right now, but man, there are some people that are struggling and I wanted to, to, to put the three of us together to give encouragement to both sides of the fence because everybody is, is dealing with this thing differently. Marsh, what are you hearing in a lot of your engagement on social media as to what salespeople are going through right now? And, and, and what are you specifically helping them with? Uh, which is why I do the, the, the sales life every day um, is people are scared, dude. Um, and they don't know, they don't know what to expect. They don't know what's, how much longer, which direction it's going to take. I don't have that answer. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know how, I do know the opportunity that I have today. And so I tell my guys, stay away from the things that you have no control over right now. And you've got to just, you've got to play your part because there are people that, you know, in my industry, there are people who still need my services. There are people that, that I can still help. And so part of my, like what Pat does, man, Pat was one of the first people, dude, when I started getting active on LinkedIn, Pat was one of the first people who found my number. I don't even know how he found it. He found <laughs> my number and he called me and, and he told me, keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, some days, dude, it's like you're shooting into a barrel and you're like, I don't know that it's resonating with anybody. I don't know if I'm just talking to myself. And here I see a Canada number pop up on my caller ID. I'm like, who the hell is this? And he told me, you're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing because people need it. 
And so that's the message today, just like it was like Pat gave to me and I'm just paying it forward. And that my salespeople have to pay it forward too, is just keep putting good stuff out there. Keep putting good content out there. Keep helping your people walk through whatever their situation is, man. And to get, and we're all going to come through this thing together. We may be, we may be brushing off a little bit of soot and we may be, our jackets may be a little bit on fire, but guess what? We're resilient enough and we're together enough that we're going to figure this thing out one way or the other. See, the beautiful thing about Pat Tenney is whether you live in Cajun country, Louisiana, or you're in West Virginia, Pat will find you. Yes. And Pat will encourage you. He's the, dude, he's the Liam Neeson of, uh, of, of, uh, <laughs> of sales. I have a special set of skills and I will hunt you and I will find you. Yeah, man. I tell you, I'm going my dogs can hunt. <laughs> yeah. Good, good work. I love it. Love you, it. Talk. You, know, you, you know, just for a second, as I'm going to go on this, uh, this, the way that um, Marsh is, is referring to this, and there's a, a sort of a, a, a phrase that I use every once in a while when things get really messed up and you haven't got control and you have to be patient and you have to be persistent. And it's just this slow moving thing. And I call it the pig passing through the python. When you come out the other end, you don't look so pretty, but man, you got out. <laughs> I like that. I, that's a great analogy too, because that's what it feels like some days too. <laughs> hey, Pat, and, and let's, let's go there for just a second. And, and Marsh, I, I want to get your thoughts around that too. But what Pat is talking about, is just feeling like you have been through the ringer and feeling like that, that escape took everything that you had to, to get out of it. And there are going to be business people that listen to this podcast that go, guys, it's a struggle for me to get up every morning because it's taking everything that I have to put one foot in front of the other and open the door. And Marsh, you've been through those times as a, as a former college athlete and, and things like that. We've talked about it here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. But what, how important is resiliency and just making it right now for salespeople? Is that me or Pat? That's you. That's all you. I'm, oh. I'm going to Cajun country for that answer. Sure, he's going with the good-looking guy first. Shit, well, let me log off there. That's for sure. <laughs> the, the, yeah, number one, um, the, the empathy is is – you got to be empathetic for the struggles that people are going through. The, the empathy is aligning with people's emotions, but it's not getting sucked into those emotions. And so, because people still need your help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those business people who are, who are struggling, I'm, I'm empathetic toward that, man. And it's, you know, it's it, we're all going to be facing some sort of a struggle all the way across the board. And so, you know, you, you fill in the gaps where you can, you do what you can, you know, what, what Tillman Fertitta says, and he's one of the ones that's getting tested hardest, man. Everything he's got is in the entertainment industry. He owns the Houston Rockets. He owns the, the golden nugget casinos yeah. and six, 700 restaurants. I mean, yeah. every part of his business is being touched and, and he doesn't have a, he's not a publicly traded company, but it makes me think back to his book, which is a great book. He said, until they come and physically take you away and until they come and padlock your doors, you still have another chance. 
next. Mm -hmm. You still have another opportunity. So until that time comes, many times I think we padlock our minds and we say, oh, there's, there, there's nothing else I can do. When sometimes, man, what it does is sometimes the lowest moments cause the best creativity. When you have nothing else but to scratch with what you got, and I think you're going to find many business owners that are going to be able to get very creative and have already got creative during these times and be able to find something, a, a new avenue where the traditional way of the, the way they did business, I think years from now, they're going to look at that and say, this crisis, this pandemic was the best thing because this is what opened up. Had this not happened, this area would not have opened up for me. Man, that's so good, Marsh. I'm glad you mentioned Tillman for for Tita. I, I I can't pronounce. It's a for West Tita. Virginia thing, man. I I can't. I just butchered the guy's name. I know who you're talking about, but uh, and and by the way, uh, West Virginian Mike D'Antoni coaches the Houston Rockets. So you know, there you go. We, we, we watch. I, I I threw cornhole with Mike D'Antoni one time about a oh. week before he took that job. Wow, cool. Yeah, so that's it. That's another story for another day, Pat. I, Something you said to me in, in our podcast that released uh, just recently, you said something to me and you said, Brian, you have to learn to be your own best friends. Mm. And I have parked on that and, and had that resonate in my mind for someone that feels like they don't have any friends, that they're alone because salespeople, a lot of times when things are not going well, you kind of feel isolated because you feel like you're letting your company down, your family down, your customers down because you're in a, a little bit of a slump. You talk about being your own best friend. What do you do at times when, when you really have to call on that resource and say, okay, the only person that I can really have that deep conversation with is myself? Yeah, you know, um, I guess I'm a little bit fortunate that um, I'm a little seasoned, dare I say. <laughs> uh, some people call me older than dirt, but um, I've, I've been through these, these very difficult times that I have to, uh, so for instance, uh, I know uh, Marsh goes out and he does a lot of running, and uh, you know, that's, that's how he keeps his, uh, keeps his head together. But for me, it's walking. I walk four to six miles a day, and so it, it's like I go out and I, I, I have a um, uh, a meeting with me. And when I first go out on that meeting, you know, uh, all of my stakeholders, meaning all my fingers, are all uh, busted up. They're, they're, not, they're not coming along for the ride. By the time I get back, I say, let me add them. And it's really important that you take the time to have these kinds of internal conversations with yourself. And, and here's the thing that you, you got to do. You got to say to yourself, Am I going to invest emotionally in something that isn't going to get me anywhere? Number two, um, make a list of the things that are just the most difficult things that you have to do. I call them frogs. Eat yourself a bucket of frogs every morning. Just get them out of the way because what it does is it energizes you. you know? mm -hmm. It makes you feel taller. It makes you feel basso profundo, deep bass. This is what Winston Churchill used to call the bombers coming over from Germany. He'd sit up on his roof in his bunker with a cigar and a, and a scotch. And he'd say, basso profundo. But that deep voice is inside you. That comes from your diaphragm. When you're picking up the phone to talk to somebody, stand up. Yeah. Get inspired. 
man, this is so good. This is so good. Marsh, something Pat said there, in, in you again, Marsh was a former college football player. We won't get into his last game. You can listen to the Intentional Encourager podcast that Marsh was on with me a while back and listen to him talk about his last football game. If you're watching this on video, you can see Marsh's uh, McNeese State football helmet there in the corner. But Marsh, the importance of continuing to train. I, I want you to talk about that for just a second, because as Pat mentioned, you continue to stay in shape. You've kept your body in good shape. Uh, unlike myself, it's got a little bit of table fat I got to get rid of. But, but Marsh, for you, the importance of continuing to train in times like this, talk about that as, as a, a point of staying motivated and staying encouraged. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the only thing, dude, that, that in my darkest times that, that kept me from, from really, um, wanting to end it all, man. Um, you know, I got, I got very dark, uh, when I was going through certain, certain times. And the only thing that really kept me together was that, that, uh, that positive stress, which is, which was the running. And so I would run first thing in the morning. And whatever that avenue is, if you don't like to run, it's walking, some sort of physical exertion. Um, so it's, you know, I have a mantra that I got from Gary Keller, which is win the day by, by noon. So, and his thing is, he says, no matter what your situations, as uncertain as the whole day is, you can set up different, what I call beats. And so I have about five beats that I have to hit every single morning. And if I hit those beats, then I've won the day. So no matter how bad the day goes or how flipped upside down it is, the fact that I took care of those things, then everything else will take care of itself. And it'll, it'll, it, at least I won those things. And many times we put ourselves last. I tell my salespeople all the time, you come first. You have to put yourself first before you put before anybody else, before your family, but, but before your, your, your children, you come first, because if you take care of you, then we get the better representation, the best representation of you. If it, too often we put ourselves last, and so we, we, we stress ourselves out, we, we, we put everything we have into our business, then our families fail, and all of the, it's just a domino, but if you take care of you, if you, if you put something in where I can win the day by noon, then it's going to release the, that dopamine that Pat's talking about, that, that feel-good chemical. And when you do, man, you'll be able to tackle and you'll be able to stand a little bit taller and show up and take on whatever the situation is, man. That's it. Amen. Pat, I want to ask you real quick. You, your book, Unlocking Yes, I think is a perfect thing to talk about here because people are, are hearing the word no quite a bit on every hand right? Uh, no going out in public without wearing a mask. Uh, no large groups gathering. Restaurants, to, to what Marshall was talking about a few minutes ago, restaurants, are they're saying no more than 50% capacity in a lot of places. There's a lot of the word no out there right now in the midst of this pandemic, but how important is the internal part of unlocking yes in your brain as a part of your routine every day? You know, <clears throat> I, I get a little bit confused about this, but again, it's just the, the way I look at things. Maybe I look at things upside down. Um, but 
if, if you're going to close deals on a regular basis, uh, the deals are going to be comprised of more no's than they are yeses. You can only say yes a few times. I mean, Marshall, tell you, I mean, you, you get you get somebody coming in to look at a car, they 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 they'll get into like 15 cars before they finally uh, stand in front of them and say, "No, that wasn't the right one." You know, that's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And the, and the thing is, it's it's how you um, respond to these things. You know, it's like it's like people saying, "Well, I don't really need you." And you say, "Come on, you do you think you're the first person to say that to me? Your price is too high." Oh, really? Compared to what? You know, and and there's there's a, there's a lot of things that you, um, you you can use to disrupt other people when they're um, um, you know when they're trying to uh, brush you off or. I think one of the best brush off guys in the business, by the way, is Jeb Blunt. I mean, he's got it down to a science. He understands all of this. And I, I think it's the, it's the whole idea of, of staying in the pocket, mm -hmm. uh, hang in there for as long as you can, look for that opportunity, and knowing when to close. And, and trial close a lot. You know, like, you know, if, if, you're, if you're buying a van, you're actually not buying wheels, you're buying safety. You're saying, uh, how safe is this vehicle? And, you know, uh, my kids are going to go in the back. So I'm really selling safety if I was selling a van. Pat, I, I love what you said there because, again, we think a lot of times as salespeople that what we're selling is a product. We say, well, I sell this, and here's the features and benefits, and here's what it's going to do for you, and here's how you can get it. And and we go through all the things of minutia that really aren't as important as what that product or service is going to do for somebody else. Marsh, I want to bounce this to you because I think it that, that Pat's teed you up there just perfectly. When you're thinking about when you come into work every day and you're talking to your salespeople and, and you say to your salespeople, hey, listen, guys, what's the plan for the day? And they talk about what they're going to sell or, hey, man, I've got to hit this certain target or something like that. What should a salesperson's inspiration and motivation be around what they're selling and really tapping into why they're selling it? Because I think Pat in on such a great point is a lot of times we're just focused on all these other things that sound really cool to say, but we're not selling the why behind it. People buy your why, they don't buy your what. And so what you do is a byproduct of why you do it. And too often people do it the other way around. People get into sales for what I can make. I can make this kind of money. That's the what. But the minute that doesn't happen, people bail out mm -hmm. and they go do something else. When you know why you're doing what you're doing, that's exactly why people are, are buying people buy my why. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in it to make sure that I take care of my customers. I'm in it to when they come back here as closed off as they may seem, that I can sit down and break down their fears, try to figure out why they're why they're saying these different things. And that way we can look at all the options. And if it's a better fit for them, then so be it. If it's not a good fit, that's okay too. But the, my salespeople and all salespeople have to realize, man, why you do what you do. Why is it that you're here? There, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's so uh, cliche, you know, but it's, 
it's so true, man. It's, it's the why, because the why is what makes, is what makes the what possible. And so why you do it is what makes you stand in the tension is what makes you hang in there longer. What's make you stay. And you tell people, go ahead and lock me in that I'm not done yet, that I've got five more calls to make. It's why you show up early, those kind of different things, because you know, your why, you know why you're doing it. And when you know why you're doing it, people gravitate toward that your customers do. And they just, they just ooze into that. You know, the, the yeah. biggest thing guys is in Marsha, when you were sitting there talking, the greatest times of success that I had in my selling career was when I took me out of the equation. When I took the pressure off me and I took me out of the way and said, what can I do to make my customers buying experience better? What can I do to help them get what they want instead of worrying about my commissions and things like that. Cause as a young salesperson, when I started working and selling food and I was commission only, everything counted. I, I, you know, I have a wife at home. I've got to make a, a house payment. I got to make a car payment. I got to squeeze every nickel of gross profit. I can out of this, out of this order until I realized that, man, if I can just, as Zig Ziglar said, if I can help enough people get what they want. I can have what I want. And the greatest times of success for me was taking myself out of the equation. Pat, Marsh, I'm going to ask you guys the same question. Pat, I want to start with you. What encourages you on a daily basis? I've got a purpose. You know, I think if you, I used to have a mantra when I was in the, in the corporate world. And uh, so my commute would be an hour, hour and a half in, hour, hour and a half home. On the way in, I would talk to myself and I would say, Pat, um, before you get to the office, you, you really have to answer two questions and they're really important. Number one, are you still relevant? Hmm. Number two, do you add value? And if you can't say yes to both of those questions with a, a resounding timber, then you should just go home. You know, you, you, have to, you have to be your own best friend, your own cheerleader. Um, you know, you can't rely on other people to do that. It's got to come from the bottom of your gut. And you got to stand up. And you just got to do it. And, and I know that sounds a little bit too simplistic, but it, it's, it's really, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mental setup that says, I got to go in and I've got to offer more value than everybody else in the room. I may not be the smartest guy in the room, but I'll tell you what, I'm the most persistent and I like my chances. Amen. Man, so good. Marsh, what encourages you on a daily basis? Sales. <laughs> sales. And, 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 and let me, sales, not just as a profession, man, as a life skill. That, and that's, that's what I, you know, the, my, my podcast is called The Sales Life but it's not for those just in those in the profession, man. It's because it's the life skills of selling sales is what encourages me because no matter what the situation is, man, there's, there's always something else you can do. There's always some other skill that you can adapt. And the, the one thing that, especially salespeople, man, if you can learn how to develop the skills of selling, no matter how volatile the situation is in the economy, with storms, with wars, with whatever the situation is, 
salespeople have the ability to be able to bounce back. We have the ability to be able to pivot in the middle of a storm and figure out something creative to continue going. We don't, we, we just don't sit there and, and complain. We just like, well, okay, so here's the new game and it's a new strategy. And that's what I love about sales. That's what I'm just, I geek out on it, man, because every day, anytime you get good and ready, mm-hmm. you can, you can start over. It, the sales business gives you the grace to be able to say, if you want to be a new person, if you want to be unlimited, today's the day. And also, it, it, but there's, a, there's the other side of it too. If you decide you don't want to, well, then you got to live with that consequence as well. So no matter what, man, it's, it's flexible, it's fluid, and it's always new opportunities for you, man. But it's like, like Patrick said, it, it's, it's all up to you, man. You just got to show up. You got to white knuckle up. And you got to make it happen, man. And if you do, if you keep showing up and you're persistent, it's unlimited. Beautiful. You know what Guys. I love about you know what I love about Marsh's podcast, The Sales Life, is Marsh is the only guy out there that can have a podcast on Dr. Dre one day and Pete Rose the next. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. And, and Marsh, you you is- had a, a a podcast recently about Pete Rose, and you got my attention because I'm I'm a lifelong Reds fan. And and so yeah, you know that really captured my attention. Pat, close in here real quick, and I want to ask you guys one last question. Share your biggest piece of intentional encouragement to salespeople right now in these times. You know what? Um, think bigger. Uh, be bold. Don't be afraid to fail. It's not a failure. It's just an iteration. I mean, come on. You know, don't take yourself that seriously. Have fun. I, I, I think Marsh has got it nailed. Man, he's a, he's a sales geek. I love that. You know, that's energy. And um, that's all I can say. I got a milkman at the front door and I got to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Marsh, I want to close guys. with I want to close with you. Marsh, your biggest piece of intentional encouragement to salespeople out there today. Just, you know, everything's negotiable, man. The greatest sale you'll ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough, man. And so you don't wish that you had something else. Everything that you have or don't have is to your advantage. So take stock, use exactly what you have, use it to your leverage. And anything that you don't have, man, you can, you can accumulate. But you're not going to get to, uh, you know, don't worry about A to Z. Just get it to point B. And when you get to B, worry about C. And then do one point at a time. And as you do, man, don't make it so, uh, don't, don't make it so hard and keep it simple all the time. You know something I was mentioning your your podcast you did about about Pete Rose and what I loved about that as a Reds fan growing up as a kid is is that Pete Rose could have quit when he got thirty six hundred and thirty one base hits which is the National League record he got that but Pete's ultimate goal was forty one ninety two he he hmm. had he was locked in on Ty Cobb and he kept swinging he kept hitting. Uh, he was with the Phillies when he got 31-30, which was the, or 36-31, which was the National League hit record. Then he goes to the Expos. Then he comes back home to Cincinnati and gets the record with the Reds. But Pete Rose had that goal in mind of, I'm not quitting until I get 41-92. And he ended up getting 4,256 base hits. And, and guys, I'm telling you, this was fantastic. 
get Pat Tenney's books, get Perpetual Hunger, get Unlocking Yes, and go get the bonus round when it comes out. Go check out the Daily Sales Life podcast with Marsh Bice. And again, Marsh's last name is B-U-I-C-E. It's, it's a real Cajun Louisiana name. But again, go check out the daily. If you just type in the Daily Sales Life, it'll go right there. Guys, this has been a blast. I appreciate your time today. And thank you so much for joining this special edition of the Intentional Encourager podcast. Appreciate you. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Meads. And the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ who provides intentional encouragement every day of his word. And until next time, remember, everyone, everywhere, at any time, and any place can be an intentional.